This is Lashana Williams. Welcome back to another episode of Shay's Talks, the podcast. therapy and the black race. I think this is going to be an interesting conversation, but I just want to to kick it off, you know, getting some historical maybe points about uh, therapy and how the black community uh, looks at it. Historically, there's a stigma, distrust, if you will, of the mental health system due to past mistreatment and misdiagnosis of Black patients, such as things like, if you recall, there's a lot of different experiments. So we've been experimented on a lot. So so we do have a big distrust of the, of the medical industry. Uh, there's also cultural barriers, cultural barriers, you know, different approaches to mental health, you know, how some Black communities get looked at a different way, um, depending on who's looking at us, right? Um, we rely mostly on our spiritual leaders. We rely on our families. We rely on our communities um, instead of getting therapy. These are things that, to me, at least in, in my opinion, are some things that, that we look at. Also, therapy costs money. The minute you say money, the Black community, although we consume a lot of product and uh, we make other people rich, we don't necessarily reinvest back into ourselves. Maybe we don't have the money. I'm not really sure. But a lot of Black neighborhoods, you know, they're underserved. Insurance, some of our insurances don't even allow for uh, therapy. For me, these are just a couple of points that I think that I think are affecting the Black community as it re- revolves around um, our race and therapy. Yeah. And Michelle, I think you brought up some great points and some kind of um, social systemic issues that surround the Black culture, the Black family, as it relates to mental health. But when we talk about therapy, I also want to put it out there that therapy does not just mean that you're sitting on somebody's couch. And I know growing up, it was always taboo to even talk about what goes on in the household to anybody else. So therapy just being that you talk to somebody else to kind of download, that was kind of poo-pooed on as well. And so it lends itself to the Black family, mostly the Black woman now, let's, let's kind of call a spade a spade, to have to now bear the burden of being this strong woman who doesn't talk about her business and can't unload and has to bear everything on her back because we couldn't go to the medical therapy as you as you mentioned and we then couldn't talk to our sister friends because that was we got to get keep everything in the house for years all of the mental emotional um issues that we've had we had to keep hold, held up and bottled up which cause stress, which cause other physical ailments, which cause illnesses, high blood pressure, all of the stuff that, you know, comes with stress and dealing with all of these things because we could not talk to others. But I am a big proponent of talking. I'm a big proponent of therapy because I believe therapy is what saved my life. But, you know, I, mm-hmm. that's, that's 
That's my spiel. No, I was saying that I do agree with Lashana as far as, you know, the history of therapy and the taboo. Um, I think uh, for many years, therapy for the Black community was the beauty salon, the barbershop. It still is. (laughs) Um, Which is good to get all that off the chest. But as far as getting a professional diagnosis, and some of us are fearful of diagnosis, whether it's physical or mental. Some I know some people to this day who refuse to go to the doctor because they're afraid of what that diagnosis may look like. That is, you know, an issue as well. And as far as therapy is concerned, that is, a, that's, we don't compromise that in my family. The only one that does not have a therapist at this point is my nine-year-old son. My 24, 25, 15-year-old, me and my husband and I, we, we all have therapists. My husband and I, we have a marriage therapist and counselor, even though we are marriage coaches and counselors, we have one. We don't wait till it gets bad. And the one thing I tell my couples is part of their pre-marital counseling is before I marry, I would like for you to have a marriage therapist or marriage counselor, because you don't want to wait till it gets, you know, too bad. I think two of us go and too many of us go and find a counselor therapist when we're in stage four mode you know, that stage four cancer mode. And then we're like, oh my goodness, I need to go find somebody. Whereas, you know, I just look at it as maintenance. You go and get a physical annually. You go get your teeth checked twice a year. Why not sit on, you know, sit with somebody and discuss where you are, good or bad. So when the bad things happen, it's not a taboo as if, oh, I'm, you know, I have to go see a therapist because I want to take my life or because my husband is leaving me. As opposed to, yeah, this is my monthly checkup. And I would love to see the black and brown community embrace um, therapy because it is truly an asset to a healthy lifestyle. That's my opinion is actually probably not popular anymore. I'm not against therapy in any way, shape and form. Or form, but I do feel like we have this rhetoric in America. Therapy is going to solve everything. That some magic pill is going to make you feel better, or everybody is imbalanced. And I think that in some ways that we're taking it a little far. I personally have seen with people I know and love, they're being prescribed medication. Um, which does not always make things better. Um, I think we have to be careful in the therapists that we choose. Therapists are just people. Um, A lot of times when I'm speaking to people, I say, okay, what tools, what methods are they giving you? Some people are going to therapy to just reinforce what they already think. I've gone to therapists. And as Michelle has mentioned, sometimes the social barrier can be a problem because what someone, us black and brown people, the way we parent, the way we love sometimes is articulated differently. You may have, you know, some foreign parents who may have never told their parent, their children, they love them and do all this rubbing on them. And it does not mean that they don't love their children. They just are expressed differently. And you have therapists, even while I've gone to therapists and they're like, oh my gosh, this happened because I don't think they necessarily understand. I'm not saying that therapy is not good, but I also, people, people use it like, oh, I'm in therapy. Like, that's the end of the, the solve of the problem. And that we're not, another thing that I'm also really seeing is people think that you are not supposed to ever feel bad. And I disagree with that thought as well. I'm seeing people who feel like they should never feel bad. So they need a magic pill to make them stop feeling bad. And I've had this conversation recently. If someone dies, you are supposed to feel bad. If you break up, you are supposed to feel bad. That is how we're made as human beings. This idea that you'll never feel bad is dangerous. 
Um, so answer this question though, China, um, do, does anybody know, can a therapist really prescribe anything? Um, my therapist could not. No. So when I'm talking about therapy, I'm just talking about that person that you go to to sit down and talk to. My therapist could not prescribe anything. They'll they'll tell you you need to see a psychiatrist. From what I'm hearing, yeah. it's dangerous. You need to see a psychiatrist. You need to be prescribed some medications. That's what I'm seeing therapists recommend. Okay. I would say to that, and you're right, it, there is this whole, uh, I guess, society now is it's glamorized this whole, okay, we'll take a pill, this, that. But I guess it's with anything, even when you're talking to your sister friends or anybody, like uh, I think Ms. Pasta over here would say the B-I-B-L-E talks about having wise counsel and discernment and things like that. So you're right, China, the minute my therapist would say, go seek somebody so that you can get a pill. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. That's not going to help the long-term. And you're right, China. They, if you have a therapist that's not getting to the root of the problem and just kind of, kind of solve what's going on right now, then that's not the therapist. But I think you're both right. It's great. But China, yes, you need to discern if this is the right therapist for you. And you need to also be careful and cautious when people are just wanting to give you a, a magic pill, like you're in the matrix or some crap, and that that's going to help you, and it's not. But that's in any medical field, actually. I mean, I've had the dentist say, hey, you know, you need this root canal. And I'm like, okay, that's great. I don't have the money for the root canal right now, so I'm just going to sit up here and deal with this for whatever the situation may be, and then go to another dentist and say, well, actually, you don't need a root canal. You need to do A, B, and C. So that's it just depends what doctor you go to. So you have to make sure you have, everybody has to do their research. Honestly believe that, you know, if people think that they can brush their teeth and floss, you know, and never have to go see a dentist because that's an additional copay, you know, good luck. Hopefully you'll still have your teeth by the time you're 50, but it would be wise for you to go see one at least once a year. And that's the same thing I feel about anything. Our brain is part of our body. We go to the we, from the head to toe. We go get our hair done. We go get our pedicure done. Um, why not get you know everything else in our mind? Because it is true. You know our brain will say things and do things sometimes. <clears throat> you know what's going Excuse on me. with it. You know, women. We go through menopause. We go through childbearing, and with that, that is our hormones. And sometimes we, you know, need to see somebody on how to live a live in a way where you don't have to take medication. There were therapists that said, hey, maybe you should take this and then, or go see a psychiatrist. And then there were therapists that was like, okay, Emily, you have too much on your plate, okay? It's not that you're crazy. You're just, you know, overwhelmed, which may make you feel like that. Not to say that a therapist is your savior, not to say your physician is your savior, but to say, let's get a professional outlook on this so that I can know why is it that I am feeling this way.